So for those of you that have been listening to me for a while, you know that I am on a journey to create an educational game that is competitive and fun and that doesn't suck. What I'm looking to do is spend a little bit more time on this channel talking about learning and education and my thoughts on it and just general thoughts from other people on it. But what I realized is that a huge benefit to social media and connecting with people and you know synthesizing ideas across is that everybody or most everybody of an adult age has received some kind of education. And so what I want to start to do is as I build this educational game and whatever it ends up being, I want to start to interact with you guys, you know, interact with my network on Anchor and other social media to figure out what is it that you think is part of an ideal educational system or a learning system. I actually prefer to use just the word learning. It's not really a best practice or a standard. I'm just a weirdo. But uh, when I think of education, I think of the compulsory you know, four walls, go to school, be in a classroom, have lessons, take tests, etc. approach that we currently have. And when I think of learning, I think of basically what it is. You have an agent, a human, a system that is introduced to information, has a problem to solve, has some sort of goal, whatever. You know, I'm not even going to go into a rigorous definition, but basically everybody in the world has learned. I can say that with 100% confidence. Everybody has learned something in their life. And what I think is going to happen, regardless of who ends up doing it, is that with technology exponentially increasing as it is, and humans becoming more and more integrated with their technology, I think that learning is going to go through some serious overhauls. So, all that aside, I can spend days talking about that, and I likely will in a much more focused uh, manner, so it's a little bit more digestible. But what I want to do now is ask you guys a question, and I'm looking for call-ins here, so please, don't, don't be shy. I want to hear everything you guys got. But this is a very philosophical question, so there's no right or wrong answer. I'm wondering what you guys think people should learn. So let's, let's restrict it to students, right? People under the age of 18, even to make it a little bit easier to understand. What should children learn, period? You can say that's in school. You can say it's from you know their virtual reality headsets, from their phones, whatever. I don't really care where the information is coming from, but what do you think that people, students, children, should learn? And I'll try to leave it at that without coaxing you too much in one direction or another. But obviously there is a set curriculum now in different states, in different countries, in different cities even, at different types of schools. Um, You can take that into consideration or you can completely throw it out the window. But basically by the time you're 18, what are the things, you can even make it a list, what are the top five things, top three things? I don't, you know, it doesn't make a difference to me. But please call in and let me know, what do you think that children should learn? I think this will stir up a good conversation and after I get some responses, I can give some of my thoughts. I don't really have a very strong opinion, but I do have some thoughts on the matter. So please call in and tell me what students, children in particular, should learn by the time that they are 18. You're still listening to the Nick Sinotis Show. Here's a great call-in from Nahi Bakker. What up, boss? Uh, this is Nahi Bakker from the Nahi Bakker Experience. Uh, first of all, shout out to you. Uh, it's a great channel. 
I love what you're doing with it. You know, there's a lot of humor, there's a lot of content. Uh, but yeah, I definitely am recommending people to follow you. And it's definitely been a good time listening to you. One thing that I noticed uh, about, you know, when you were talking about the education thing you want to make or you want other people to make, and you also, I also noticed that you follow uh, Gary V. I'm a big fan as well. Um, I don't have an answer for you on that. I'm still working on it, and I'll probably call back later. But some level of advice would be, or a suggestion would be, um, something that Gary always says is that, you know, figure out what your end goal is for, let's say, this, um, uh, this children's education thing, and work backwards. Uh, so your end goal should try and drive you. So yeah, that's uh, one thing that I want to say. Just wanted to say thank you again, Nahi, for your comments. The approach you described of starting with your goal or the end in mind is absolutely something I try to do as often as possible, but you're right, I have not done a very good job of articulating what that would be for the educational system that I'm developing. Here's a quick attempt, and what I'll do is promise you and all of my other listeners that once I have this in a much more well-articulated format, I will share it with everyone, whether it's on here or a blog post. Um, I've actually been working on it in the background, what I'm calling my manifesto um, for competitive education, but that is going to take a little bit of development time. But anyway, what I've got right now, and just to give a little bit more context, is basically that my end goal with building this competitive learning game is that I want children and adults from around the world to be able to integrate with technology and to be able to communicate with each other to become lifelong learners. So a manifestation of that could very well be that in you know 10 to 15 years when people are spending a lot more of their time in virtual reality, I want to be able to create the environment where somebody who's you know, a 16-year-old in Indonesia um, and a 21-year-old in Georgia and a 15-year-old in Phoenix, Arizona would be able to collaborate and solve some sort of problem in a simulated environment to learn something about, say, chemistry. So that's just one example, but what I'm looking to be able to do is change education from the ground up and make it a lot less about the use of force and, you know, basically being a compulsory system where you have to go and sit in class and listen to lectures and be on a set pace based off of your grade level and be very much an interactive online environment where you can learn things at the pace you want to learn them and see in real time how you're doing compared to other people etc 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 but again still working on a really nice manifesto where I can articulate that in a shorter more concise way but I hope that gives a little bit more context. It's definitely something I'm thinking about. Um, and I still don't know if that perfectly answers the idea of what my goal is. I think it answers more of the idea of what. And so I just wanted to, again, give a shout out and thank you for your awesome call in. Uh, really helped me think about this a little bit more and will help me, I'm sure, to guide how I think about this and articulate it in the future. Also, really, thank you for listening and for your kind words about my show. It really means a lot to me, and I hope you continue to listen. I'll absolutely keep listening to you, and I hope you have a great day. Yet another great call-in from The Pill with Mark Ward. Here it is. Hi, Nick. Hi, Tesla, if you're there. 
What I think children should learn, actually it's what I think everyone should learn, but God knows it would be better if we all learned it as children. And I think it's reflected, the lack of it is reflected in the state of the world today. And that is critical thinking. I think that people could benefit from learning to think critically, to look beyond assumptions for actual facts before drawing conclusions. That's my two cents for today. Yay! Mark, I completely agree. This is something that comes to my mind really often, especially as information becomes more and more commoditized. You know, you've probably seen, and a lot of my listeners have probably noticed that over time, you know, with the invention of the search engine and the ubiquity of the internet, that buying information has happened less and less and it's becoming a free product because it is more or less infinite. And what I think this leads to is in the world of education, it's absolutely important to know facts and be able to quickly go and recall something. But at the same time, there's no real reason that from a school perspective or from a learning perspective, there should be as much emphasis placed on memorization as there currently is. And so I think one of the next steps, um, and obviously critical thinking isn't necessarily a new concept, but it's definitely an underemphasized concept in the grand scheme of things in today's technological landscape. But with critical thinking, I think the thing that you highlighted really well is that you have to go beyond just the basic assumptions or just the basic facts. And I think that teaching that concept as early in the educational or learning process as possible will allow students to come up with new ideas and synthesize ideas and solve problems. And when we look at things like, you know, the whole fake news debacle, um, people are very used to just consuming content and expecting it to be fact. Um, and we know that's never been the case. That That is not the case now, and it wasn't the case hundreds or thousands of years ago. But for whatever reason, um, I think, honestly, a lot of it has to do with the educational process. But for whatever reason, people just take things at face value way more than they should. And so, Mark, I just wanted to highlight and agree with your point about critical thinking. Um, it's the meta skills that, that really make a difference. Critical thinking, problem solving, synthesis, things like that, and finding creative ways to teach people how to do those things as early on in their development as possible, I think is going to be a huge key in the transformation of education over time. So thank you for your call in. And I look forward to listening to more of your stuff. You've got a really great station and I invite all of my listeners to go listen to Mark's station. It has a unique approach and I think you'll all really like it. But again, thanks for your call in and talk to you soon. Oh, and one more thing, Mark, that I forgot to add. Tesla says hi. We are continuing to get some really great call-ins. Here's another one from Jason at Talking About Design. Hi, Nick. Calling in here real quick about um, what should children learn. First of all, I think this is a phenomenal subject, and I'm going to say that um, science is probably a great framework because it has to deal with observation and studying um, things empirically, um, not having a bias one way or the other. 
And then if these children can apply this sort of scientific observation to the self and understand the self better, then I think that they'll understand what problems they're capable of solving and how to best contribute to society. So that's sort of my quick thoughts here, but I'm ruminating on this one. I love the subject and I can't wait to hear what people have to say. Love it, Jason. When you look at some of the really prominent successful people in the world, uh, a person who comes to mind is Tim Ferriss. Self-experimentation is a common thread among a lot of these successful people. And, you know, obviously how you define success is one thing, but if you think about it in terms of just happiness and having a fulfilled life and, you know, learning and things like that, um, these people all use a scientific approach, which is basically that on a day-to-day basis, they are changing different factors and variables within their life. Um, The inputs, you know, food, their environment, the work that they're doing, the people that they're keeping around themselves, uh, and using a scientific approach to figure out how changing those inputs affects their outputs. So, you know, when I'm thinking about that, and, and you're talking about giving children an opportunity to do this as part of their education, I couldn't agree more. And this is something I've definitely thought about a lot. And I just wanted to kind of give my input as far as seeing this out in the wild. I think that we would do children a good service if we were to construct educational systems where we not only encouraged um, experimentation, but made that basically how things happen. I think for far too long, we have just, you know, basically given the answers and asked students to regurgitate them. And I think that by uh, creating learning environments where the scientific method and experimentation are applied not only to, you know, science and business and, you know, problems that people are solving, but also to the self. I mean, gosh, that would be incredible. So that's something that I'm really going to take to heart. Uh, It's like I said, it's something I've thought about before, but the way that you framed it um, really made me think. And I think that that's something I will absolutely have to incorporate into some of the educational products that I'm currently creating and that I create in the future. So thanks a ton for your call. And I really appreciate it. Uh, One last note, just while I'm on the subject and thinking about it, I think that Your unique experience as a designer puts you in a really good spot to talk about this and you can, you know, call in and let me know what your thoughts are on this. But I think that teaching children or just any anybody at this point uh, design gives a good framework or a place setting, I guess, to talk about this experimentation mindset Uh, for as long as I think educational curriculum has been around. Uh, and I'm thinking mostly elementary, junior high, high school curriculum right now, but the subject of experimentation, for whatever reason, is pigeonholed into science, the hard science, engineering, and things like that, physics, uh, chemistry, biology. But I know from my limited reading and listening to subject matter around design that really good designers are really good experimenters. So I would really like to hear your thoughts and anybody who's listening's thoughts on that as well. I think that there's this niche, it's not a niche, I mean, it's basically the whole world, but there's a need for art and science to be intertwined and made a lot closer than they are. Because whether or not we want to believe it, the world is not binary. We don't have people who are just creative and we don't have people who are just scientific. The two things really play together well. And when you look at some of the best products in the world, it's 
where people have been able to combine a lot of different cross-discipline approaches and different mindsets. So anyway, I'm going to stop rambling, and I just wanted to say once again, thank you for your call-in. The incredible call-ins keep on coming. I wanted to share a couple thoughts from Victoria Bacon now, who is actually an educator herself of her six children. So here you go. She has some really good nuggets in here of knowledge, so listen carefully. Hello, this is Victoria calling in about um, what I think children's education should involve. I really enjoyed the discussion about there being an end goal. I am a homeschooling mom of six. I've been homeschooling for six years. I did not grow up in homeschool. I grew up going to a lot of different schools. So when you say that learning happens outside of the school as well as inside, I am completely there with you. And our end goal for our kids is to make sure that they love learning to the point where if there's anything they realize they don't know later on in life, they will know how to get the resources they need in order to learn about that thing and make that a part of their lives. So that's our end goal as a family for childhood education. Thank you once again, Victoria, for your call in. I wanted to really emphasize um, how grateful I am to have somebody who is an educator call into my show. The work you are doing to create unique learning experiences for your children is quite possibly some of the most important work you could be doing. So really, hats off to you and thanks. The biggest thing about part one of what you sent in to me that really reigns true, I think, and needs to be emphasized is giving students, children, a love of learning. I think that when you really consider anything that anybody is doing in the world of education, um, and I feel like I sometimes overemphasize this, but learning by force is just not something that works. Uh, It may, you know, get short-term results in terms of test results and getting people to pass classes and getting people to get certifications or degrees, but I think that as an educator or somebody working in the field of education as an entrepreneur, I think that the goal should be, above all else, you know, know, beyond learning to get people to love to learn. So I think the fact that you're doing that is incredible, and I think that as I and as anybody tries to venture into the world of education um, from any perspective, I think that by focusing on loving to learn and getting people to love to learn and find the answers on their own when they're off in the wild, uh, I think it's going to do people a lot of good service. Uh, and I think that there's a tie-in there to, you know, any, you know, beyond education and school and things along those lines, um, even in the world of business, I think it's a trait of really good leaders to be people that create and cultivate a love of learning as well. So there's something, and I really appreciate you bringing that up and giving us an all, all an opportunity to talk about that. And with that, I will jump to part two of your call-in. So the part two I wanted to discuss is that as a homeschooling family, technology and the increase of information at our fingertips has actually been so wonderful for us. The use of technology for our kids' education, I think, can be a wonderful thing when it's done intentionally and strategically. Um, However, that fits for each family. And I'm a big believer in tailoring education to, and learning, (laughs) to um, each individual child's needs and experiences and interests, um, which kind of 
goes back to, kicks back to the whole end game of wanting them to love to learn, to know that it increases their enjoyment and usefulness in life. Victoria, I think you hit the nail on the head. Whether or not you use technology, the key is to create uh, learning experiences that are targeted and individualized because everybody's different. Everybody has unique conditions um, in their environment, in their life, in their upbringing, in the things that they enjoy, that they don't enjoy, that makes them unique. And I think that by focusing on using the right tools and the right systems to get people to learn in a way that works for them and to want to learn is absolutely key. So once again, thank you for calling in. I hope that you will continue to call into the show because I love your viewpoint. And honestly, I've been loving all of the call-ins I've been receiving because they all have a different approach, but we're all kind of thinking about very similar things here. And it goes to show that the educational landscape and learning landscape for people is in need of a change and is going to change whether or not people like it. And it's with people like some of my listeners, you guys that have been calling in, and myself as time goes on, that will be changing this landscape and making it work better for learners and helping to create people that love to learn. So thank you everyone for your call-ins. Please keep them coming and let me know what have been your initial responses to these call-ins.